six squirrels. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of How Did This Get Booked? I, of course, am your host, Jake Manning, and I'm a veteran of the professional wrestling business for over a decade, and I've held every single job except selling popcorn. I'm joined, as always, by my tag team partner, my ring setup buddy, buddy. uh... Good friend who is wearing the same exact outfit he was wearing last night. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Zane Riley. I got home at four. <laughs> the, the, se- the first one, not the second one. Okay. <laughs> I'm here. I've already canceled one of my things that I had planned for about a month to do today. I'll cancel this one right now. Okay. Well, I pre- I'll call you like, hey, Jake, I can't make it. I know I'm here. I got to go. <laughs> In all honesty, I appreciate you being here because I've been bombarding you with podcasts left and right. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I realize we are at the end of our rope right now. Mm-hmm. So I apologize that to anybody. This takes us to the new year, right? Yeah. Well, almost. We got we got, we got one more. But the, 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 God damn it. Let's just freestyle it now. What do we want to talk about? This is <laughs> <laughs> Just knock it out right after. Yeah, let's just figure it out. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll bullshit through it. Wikipedia is a hell of a drug. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's kind of what we're going to probably do today. But uh, we have somebody uh, joining us today who is going to bullshit around with us, yeah. who did an awesome job on the last time we had him here. And since he's moving away very soon, I was like, hey, I want to get you back on the podcast as quick as possible till we get a double booking out of it. Kevin Delgado. Kevin, how are you doing? I'm good. Put your radios up, guys. How are we doing? What does that mean? Is that your new line? I'm, trying, I'm trying it out. Trying to catch On a podcast. Yeah. Put your radio up. Put your radio up that is not what you're listening to this on. Are there any computers out the windows? It's Delgado time. Are radios what the kids are calling the little earbuds that are on iPhones now <laughs> yeah. that don't have a cord yes. anymore? Is that what they're calling? That's what, they, that's what that What's is. What's the radio, Mom? I never understand, son. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. No no idea. But, uh, Kevin, before we dive into this, I, what I ask of all of our returning guests, because last time, when the first time you were asked, what was your exposure to professional mm-hmm. wrestling? But when we get returning guests, I always ask, did the last show that you watch inspire you to watch any more professional wrestling? Oh, man. Oh, Absolutely no. not. Yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying? Two in a row. WCW New Blood Rising did not inspire you to watch more professional wrestling. If anything, it made me resent you for being a wrestler. <laughs> not not for making him watch it, but for choosing a passion and continuing with it is what he hates you for. I resent you for loving what you do. Okay. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, so you've turned into my father now. You've turned into my father now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, your father. Are you upset that he changed his real name on Facebook to his uh, wrestling name? Yeah. Are you mad at that? Your dad did that? Oh, you did that. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad it is. My dad, who is so prideful of our family name, he changed his name to avoid me as opposed yeah. to telling me I need to change my name. Yeah. <laughs> But but you know uh, that's just gonna make Thanksgiving more uncomfortable. Which brings us to the topic today. This is our Thanksgiving episode, and I wanted to do something big. We had something else. Uh, We already recorded an episode that's gonna come out next week. But I was like, you know what, Zane? This episode's gonna come out on Thanksgiving. I feel like we need to do WWF Survivor Series 1990, which is the fourth 
annual edition of the Survivor Series. This happened on Thanksgiving Day, November 22nd, 1990, at the Hartford Civic Center in Hartford, Connecticut. Attendance for this event was 16,000 people, which was the second largest Survivor Series at the time. It was actually the lowest of the year for pay-per-views, but mm. I think that has something to do with the size of the venue. Yeah. Um, the first, uh, at the time, the leading Survivor Series attendance was the first one, which was 21,300 people. So those are the particulars of the match. Also, too, uh, the dark match on this card was Shane Douglas <laughs> versus Buddy Rose. Uh, I feel, and also, too, I, I came to a realization that, uh, gosh, what was I reading? I don't know why, but some of these notes don't make any sense. Okay. Like, <laughs> great. Did you watch Survivor Series 90? No, I, there's, there's information about, about Shane, because, like, this is the time, the short period of time where Shane Douglas appeared in WWF after Dynamic Dudes. Yeah. And basically, kind of the reason he left, like, WCW or NWA at the time is he was going over, like, Cornette's head to change some of the finishes uh -huh. with Jim Hurd. That created a lot of animosity. Then he debuted on Primetime Wrestling, defeated Bob Bradley, but then he lost in a tag match after that. So, like, <laughs> you're debuting this big strapping baby face or whatever he is and then you, you have him like job in a second match there um he did make an appearance in the royal rumble in 1991 and was in the match for 26 minutes but then he just disappeared buddy rose was doing his blow away diet <laughs> oh yes the, the blow away diet and, and and vince even made an announcement in a meeting where he said that everybody has to work out except for buddy rose can I get that job? I was waiting for you to say that. Oh, that, that, dude, that. What? Welcome to my career. Everybody's got to look good except for Zane, which I tell everyone also in the locker room. Uh, <laughs> funny enough, uh, I wrote that on my notes, and I go, wait for Zane to chime in. Like, <laughs> I tell that to people now. Like, you guys really need to get in better shape, because I'm not going to. Yeah. And I got to look different than you fucks. So you need you guys to do a couple more crunches, Jake, maybe. Lay off the hot tea and just go for hot water for a little bit. <laughs> You know, is it the tea, the extra calories? I'm just trying to find little places, buddy. Okay, and get on the other tea. Yeah, get, you know, get on the high tea. You know? Get on, get on the THC for all I care. <laughs> get in better shape. I don't give a shit. I think THC will make you not get into better shape because that's what I use. I'm, about to throw, <laughs> I'm gonna throw your radio out the fucking window. In a minute, <laughs> these little, little, little radios. <laughs> I'm sort of like, I am all got all these iPods. I've got so many nanos. You son of a bitch. All right, so we start <laughs> off now. Now, Kevin, you got to see you know WCW, so you you were seeing like uh, you know early two thousands, late nineties uh, production levels of professional wrestling. Now you're seeing early nineties yeah. production level. Uh, what are your thoughts initially in this intro? I I'm just glad I wasn't alive for this. <laughs> you I weren't was, alive for this. No, I was born an exact week after. Wow. Yeah. Is this legal to be talking to you? Who would it be legal? How old are you, kid? Let me see. It's Monday. I am. I bought drugs at an Applebee's. Seventeen years old. Real weird right now. And an Applebee's? Why were you at an Apple? That sounds right. <laughs> Not that I bought the drugs there. It was that there. I was at an Why Applebee's. Why were you there, <laughs> brother? I'm a pro wrestler. I fucking love Applebee's. <laughs> oh man, this. 
Uh, this it was just uh, this match was a lot to take in, and I, I will admit I watched it this morning. We're <laughs> <laughs> <Good for laughs> showing up. Oh, I, oh, I know because I logged into the network like Friday night and to watch it, and I go, "Oh, Kevin hasn't watched it yet." Because <laughs> <laughs> it gave me the option to continue watching. Yeah, mm-hmm. it didn't give me the continued watching because I would assume that like, it would have been somewhere, and I got to yeah. make sure because sometimes that happens. I have to take it back to the exact spot so the person yeah, yeah. would stop watching it because sure the network so people can see it because I. You know, they want you to pay $10 to see yeah. this. That's Just why I pay $10 fan. a month for it. Ooh. So, but It's going to cost you $1.50 to be on this podcast today, by the way. <laughs> yeah, by the way, that, that's the only way I'm making my money back on it. News are up. Fair yeah. enough. Fair, Fair enough. enough. But, uh, yeah, commentators for this event is Gorilla Monsoon and Roddy Roddy. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Roddy Roddy. I, I, Roddy Roddy. Roddy Roddy. Yeah, this, was, this is his Roddy Roddy face. Yeah, it's Roddy Roddy. Because he's right. Roddy Roddy Piper Piper. Because it's his Roddy Roddy face because of... The TV show Tag Team is uh-huh. probably in the can at this moment yeah. in time and will debut in January of 1991, so just a few months away. So probably all the legal battle is happening at that time. There's a, uh, you know, so this is like Roddy, like wondering, oh, am I going to be a big TV star and not be here anymore? <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll just do this for a little while. So hang out with old Gorilla. Mm-hmm. Just do commentary. Um, but they start off with discussing a big hype for the egg, which will have a big payoff later. They also talk about how this is being broadcast through the Armed Services Network because Operation mm-hmm. Desert Shield is happening at this time. It's not the full-blown Persian Gulf yet, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like the HIV version <laughs> of the first Gulf War. So it's a, it's a good way AIDS to put it. It's, it, it. it's not quite full-blown AIDS <laughs> against Saddam. It's spreading. It's more of HIV uh, right now. Yeah. Of yeah. AIDS to Saddam. We didn't protect ourselves. We got a little something. We had to go take care of it. Oh, yeah. And, and, it, and, of course, Roddy takes a shot at Saddam. And, a real weird shot at Saddam. Which is weird because the U.S. was actually the one who put Saddam into power. Yeah. If you want me, like, I did a lot of <laughs> He's research. He's Canadian, so it's kind of like whatever. He doesn't really know the He doesn't history. know about the sociopolitical yeah. complications of this entire war. But I bet he's got everything about the Prime Minister of Canada on fucking lock. Oh, yeah. He's, he's probably knows the Trudeau family quite oh, well. Of course. Especially considering how, how heavy their drug use was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> So don't know nothing about nothing about that. <laughs> you, you don't know about the stories about Trudeau's, uh, uh, well, the first Trudeau's wife and like Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones. No, what? <laughs> uh, I guess I think it was Keith and Mick allegedly. Of course, yeah. uh, allegedly they they're were, dead. They don't know it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess they were like doing like heroin or smack or they were well, heroin is smack right? like, yeah heroin and smack <laughs> listen to grandpa over here <laughs> using the terms <laughs> you know they were, they, were, they were doing some sort of white substance you guys snorting the pot yeah <laughs> you know they, they, they were they were drinking the 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 thc you know yeah. all that like, you can do that I yeah, you, you, the other night. <laughs> but they were they were doing like illicit drugs and they got caught but the unfortunate thing was that Trudeau's wife was with them. <laughs> it's like the prime minister of Canada's wife was like, was she put together? Was she how you will married to him at the time? Yeah. I, 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 yeah. So it was very, uh, so it's kind of got swept underneath the rug. I think the most of they did, they did like a free concert to, <laughs> sorry, I fucked your wife and did drugs with her. Here's a free concert. God, if I could get away with shit like that, I'll, oh, I'll do a free show. Yeah, I'll do yeah. a free comedy show. <laughs> yeah. Have sex with your wife. I'm going to give you a free comedy show. How about it, Trump? Mm-hmm. Let me get around with Ivanka. There you go. <laughs> get there, Delgado. 
Yeah. No. No. But yeah, like we're we're in the middle of what is the first Gulf War, and you know, I don't know if you guys want to hear the whole breakdown of how we got to that. But I did more research on the Gulf on the first Gulf War than I probably did for this whole pay per view. Will your brunch restrictions allow you to go into more detail? I don't. I don't know. If we get there, if we'll it happens, it happens. If it, I, I think I'm forcefully <laughs> trying to talk about the Persian Gulf because I really have no other notes. <laughs> I really don't because like because this show is actually a lot of fun to watch. Yes, of course. Uh, especially match number one, and the reason why uh, it's fun is because. I didn't realize how reckless the Road Warriors were because match number one consists of the perfect team taking on the on the Warriors. The perfect team consists of Axe, Smash, and Crush, and Mr. Perfect versus uh, Animal Hulk, Ultimate Warrior, and Texas Tornado, which this uh, Survivor Series match uh, squashes a lot of conspiracy theories that I had as a kid. I thought for a while... Because there was all that discussion of the Ultimate Warrior was a different person, you know. Yeah, the original they, one died. The original they, they one died. Him. And I used to say as a kid, oh, like, well, you, you know, I think that they just switched out Carrie Von Eric mm. to be the Ultimate Warrior because I remember them looking very similar. Yeah, you know. But like, you see them together, and they obviously look far different. Yeah. And and for me to say that and spread that rumor around is crazy because I was probably spreading that rumor around when. Carrie Von Eric was dead <laughs> and didn't know. So if you, if you subscribe to the Jake Manning dirt sheets, oh yeah, he probably owes some refunds. My conspiracy theories <laughs> are way off base, but if we want to get into the Persian Gulf War, we can. Right? right back to it, <laughs> guys. But, Persian Gulf, but, 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 Obama. No, yeah, but, thanks, Obama. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but the, but this 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 first match is a lot of fun because I do not. Like I was a very young kid and very excited by all of these guys. This was a, like as a, for a kid, this would be my favorite match to watch. But now, as a pro wrestler, I watch this and I go, "Oh, all these guys are unsafe as yeah. fuck." <laughs> like, I wouldn't. I don't even want to look at a wrestling poor, ring that they're in. Like, poor Mister Perfect, just bumping his ass off in the craziest of ways. Just takes a punch on one side of the ring, flies out the other side of the ring onto the floor. Just nuts. What were what was your thoughts watching this? Kevin? They. Oh, so they look, they all look, they look like two different like 80s hair metal bands that are <laughs> fighting over who took the cocaine, but in all reality, they they all took the cocaine. <laughs> they did this together <laughs> the night like before. Yeah. Like, who's going to headline the whiskey next week? <laughs> you know, like, who's yeah. going to headline? It was very strange. It was weird. I like that they're all, they're all a warrior in some type of way, but only the ultimate warrior has the warrior on his trunks. It's true. Because <laughs> he was the only one that was acknowledged as... Yeah, well, he was the sole survivor. Well, no, also, well, he was so the ultimate warrior, but they, they, they wouldn't call the road warriors the road warriors. It would lead you to doom. Right? Yeah, they couldn't at that time. And then uh, Terry Von Eric was the uh, modern day warrior. Exactly. But they wouldn't acknowledge that either. Well, because those are all different promotions. Yeah. So I think it's one of those things like, ah, you got to be in the know to know what's going on, mm-hmm. you know. So, but I think it's a good team. But yeah. But scares the, the fuck other team out. was way better. Scares the fuck out of me, and and I love I love that Smash like he's doing this really badass gimmick, but you can clearly see that he's he's wearing the eighties white sweat socks with yeah. the stripes on mm-hmm. them, like like kind of just gotta goes, get my tubes up, brother. Yeah. <laughs> get your tubes up. Um, also, this do should be uh, a, a sad <laughs> note. A sad note that only three. Out of the ten people involved in this match, oh, don't still, say it. it's still alive. Oh man, ghosts! What? Scared of ghosts. 
That's crazy. Hawk. No, no, I'm sorry. Animals Alive, right? Or no. Animals yeah, Alive. Yeah, Animal Alive. That's it. That's all right. Animals the only one alive. No, then uh, Mr. Fuji's dead. Bobby Heenan just died. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then Axe, uh, Axe and Smash are alive, right? Crush is not. Crush is not. Yeah. Crush, Crush Did they cool. die of, like, old age? <laughs> they never do. The one that should have died of old age is actually still alive and kicking and yep. still wrestling, which yep. is Axe, which at this moment in time, he was getting ready to wrap up his wrestling career. This was his last WWE show. Oh, yeah. He uh he was moving into an agent job which never panned out, but that's why he got eliminated so early. He had a lot of nagging injuries. Like it used to be just Axe and Smash. So when Axe was like you know starting to break down, they're like, oh, we'll just throw Crush in here, and they'll kind of take the place and it'll be kind of like a trio and, and work that way. But I looked up. I'm like, well, how long? How old or how you know where's Billy at in his life? And he's. He was a 17-year vet at that time. Jesus. I've only been... I've been wrestling for 15. And it makes me think, like, after 17 years, Billy was like, ah, I gotta wrap this shit up. I've been doing this for 15. Like... Well, brother, like, start fucking getting your bows ready. <laughs> you go get those Terry Funk red, black, and white striped trunks and you start going the fuck home. That's, that's the thing. When I look at guys, like, and I go, oh, this was, like, towards the end of his career and he's wrapping up. And then I go, oh, how old was he? Or how many years is he wrestling? And I find out, like, 12? I've been wrestling for three more than this guy. Like, I, that's why I get super depressed. <laughs> Much like I found out that you were born a week after this pay per view yeah. came out, because this pay per view and I remember this goddamn pay per view. No, I do because here's my story about it, and part of the reason why I picked it is because I remember being at my grandmother's house because she had cable and I didn't, and this was my grandmother who lived in the St. Louis area, and we were in a small three bedroom apartment that she had, and I was flipping through channels and I found the preview show mm. for this pay per view, and I was like. <gasps> Wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. It's on, it's on, it's on. And I was watching it, and, and it was just a hype for the pay-per-view. And I go, Mom, Dad, we gotta get this pay-per-view. We gotta get this pay-per-view. We gotta get this pay-per-view. <laughs> like, it's, they're like, it's Thanksgiving. We're not buying a wrestling pay-per-view. How much was it? Oh, at this time, it's, it had to be... $40, 50 dollars. Because this is like they only had like well, a like few twenty of them. years ago. Forty, fifty. Yeah, like pushing thirty. Years yeah, actually, ago. right. Yeah, yeah. twenty-seven years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was like it was like I was like begging about it, and that, and they wouldn't do it. So all I did, just almost maybe it kind of piss them off a little bit, but also too because I was such a big fan, I watched the preview show for five fucking hours for this like i just left it on i would go in the other room and leave it on and like eat and if anybody touched the channel to change it to football I'm like no no wrestling i would throw the biggest fit ever how old were you uh he was about 18 19 20. yeah yeah i was about 18 19. <laughs> <laughs> i was a couple weeks ago i was even 50 years <laughs> i was a middle-aged middle man i was going through some shit you know like my first business failed like i was going through some shit yeah i just need wrestling god, god, god damn. mom you I mean, understand. We were transitioning out of the 80s. My, you know, I was I was a stockbroker. I kind of lost all my money, had a coke habit. It was a rough time for me, 1990. Okay? It all happened at one time. Yeah. Makes sense. Just, just piled on and piled on. <laughs> but speaking of piled on, the offense that happened to Mr. Perfect and just... Man, Mr. Perfect is the real MVP. Oh, I want to steal the atomic drop, inverted atomic drop, and then like... Turn to carry, freak out for the claw, and then turn around and take a clothesline from yeah. where. Oh, just perfection. Just yeah. love every bit of it. Um, also, too, the recklessness that they threw over Bobby Heenan over the rail. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. God bless Bobby Heenan. 
All these fucking leather daddies are hanging out. That's what I wrote that down. It was funny that you mentioned, like, AIDS, because I was like, this is very homoerotic. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of leather daddies. Those, those guys couldn't, like, they might still get over today, but, like, that gear would not pass on TV. Oh, they were uh, little kids that dressed up like them for a convention a few years ago. Yeah, they ago. did. I was there. And it, it, it wasn't Pride? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> the pride guys would be like you guys calm down a little bit <laughs> yeah oh, shit it was it was real weird yeah <laughs> they, they had just the tense. same little the little hook leather <laughs> strap gimmick and then like some like chaps when they were just wearing chaps Traps with the trunks on but so they were like eight and ten year old kids oh no yeah walk around this like Ugh. already skeevy perverted uh wrestling convention that grossed me out. Yeah, it was <laughs> real gross. It's gonna probably. They were something different the next year too, because they were back the next year yeah. with just as good uh, gear. Yeah, they, they were back, and, and mom and dad were like, "Yeah, we're gonna put pants on them this year. Yeah, we're gonna hey, put yeah, pants yeah. on. We're not gonna let them walk around in underwear and chaps. Asses chaps. Luckily, they're uh, young enough to be able to forget about this when they get older. So. Oh yeah. All the oh. all the assault that may have happened that weekend. Yeah. It's going to get even more creepier mm-hmm. when sexual assault gets exposed in pro wrestling. Yeah. So that's going to make it even weirder. at that convention? Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> he wishes he was. Holy, okay, <laughs> so a little side note is we just talked about Kevin Spacey, and this is real real funny. So uh, I was, uh, just bought a new TV and was, like, setting up a little, like, all my little apps on it, because it's basically a gigantic Roku system now. And uh, I was watching the... Adam Scott and Craig Robinson show Ghosted that they just it's came good. out. It's very good. It's really good. But the very first episode, Adam Scott's talking about multiple uh, multiple universes, and Craig Robinson goes, "You think they got a Kevin Spacey in that multiple universe? I bet we have the best Kevin Spacey." Oh god! They're in like week six of this show, and this would have happened like two weeks after Kevin the Kevin Spacey thing would have happened. And that one lines in the very first episode, and I lost my fucking mind. It's the best <laughs> line of any show ever. We got the best Kevin Spacey, which makes me want to think that what is alternate dimension Kevin Spacey doing? <laughs> he was Charles Manson, or like is Charles Manson a little bit higher than our Kevin Spacey? I'm not really sure how the world. He was Kaiser Sose. He really yeah, he was. He really was Kaiser Sose yeah. in a different universe. That's yeah. what, uh, what it is. So yeah, it's a little fun note. We talked about Kevin Spacey. What's in the fucking box? Yeah, child porn. A child porn. Child <laughs> <laughs> porn indeed. Uh, but so where were we? Well, we Kevin Spacey. That's right. Yeah, exactly. But back what, to the Gulf War. Uh, what I can say for sure, definitively, is we have this universe version, the best version of Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> and especially this promo that's cut before. An amazing promo. Yeah, it just he's the best. He's. Just the best, absolutely, and also too, you get rhythm and blues there. Give uh, or take, you know. yeah. Well, I give, mean, give me honky tonk. You can keep Greg the Hammer. Well, that's a, that's a thing. Like I, I actually in this upcoming match, match number two, the million dollar team taking on the dream team. Uh, luckily, we have ten of the eleven people still alive. No. Uh, oh. But but nine and a half if you're counting uh, Greg Valentine accurately because he's <laughs> half dead. Yeah. So, okay. You know, but. Million Dollar Team taking on the Dream Team. Million Dollar Team consists of Rhythm and Blues. Million Dollar Man, um, question mark, question mark, taking on the Dream Team, Dusty Rhodes, Coco Beware, and the Heart Foundation. Now, team. <laughs> we find out that the, that the mystery opponent is the debut of The Undertaker. The Undertaker. That was his debut. Okay, that's that, what I thought. I was like, damn, he looks young. Yeah. Like, what were your thoughts? And of not seeing, dead. Yeah, he's <laughs> not a zombie. Yeah, what are your thoughts on The Undertaker? Because you were seeing, like, one of the most iconic professional wrestlers make their first appearance at 
Uh, I was like, like I said, I was like, the, he doesn't look dead yet. Because like, I've just seen him just like dead and just like towering and everybody fucking goes crazy whenever he like comes out. And nobody gave a shit. I was like, nobody's giving a shit right now. Because nobody knows what the yeah, fuck this yeah. is. Like, nobody knows what the fuck is going on. I, and I guarantee Coco didn't know what the fuck was going on after that tombstone. Oh, brother. Ooh. Like, not even like a, a good one. Like, his head was over like on his hip for some reason. Well, that's the thing. Like, I feel like... They they wanted him to not do the tombstone towards the hard camera because they're not because here's the thing about when you do the tombstone pile driver is that you got to get the guy's chin right up against your balls right because anatomically somebody's head isn't longer than somebody's thighs so if you tuck somebody's head in and you just go to your knees it looks like you're dropping them right on your head yeah. but there's always going to be that much room right. for it. So later in the years, you know, he would be able to turn the tombstone towards the hard camera and they would do like a switch real fast. That's what, kind of what they do with the punches mm -hmm. to make it look like kind of like an optical illusion that, you know, cut on the action. So it looks like there was there was contact right. made with their head. He used to do that with a lot of jobbers and yeah. they, they perfected that over time. But I think it was kind of the thing. This is my finish. And like if you would have just had a hard camera shot and like showed it, he would have completely missed the whole. Yeah. He, much like. When I think the uh, Hercules did a pile driver later on Hulk Hogan, and it was clear that his head didn't yeah, it didn't, hit, didn't even hit at yeah. all. If you have like a solid shot, but if you cut on action, you can make some of these moves look a lot better. Yeah, which that's a little editor Tricks tip from magic a, of TV, a, a pro wrestling video editor. That's a little <laughs> trick right there that I. You're do. welcome. Yeah, so I'm gonna go home and do it myself. Yeah, but uh, this match was dedicated uh, to Dean Hart. Oh, yeah. Yes, because uh, Brett's brother passed away the day before. Mm -hmm. um, Dean Hart was quite an interesting member of the Hart family. Oh. He was also a wrestler. He wrestled um, with the Amarillo Territory with Brett and Bruce and, and kind of toured around. He also went to Hawaii. He wrestled for Stampede, obviously. But Dean was, was very interesting. He was very interested in the business side of promoting. He was the first. He promoted the first ever outdoor concert in Calgary. He uh, also worked for the Samoan Mafia, tra transporting guns un unknowingly. Good. Samoan oh, Mafia? He didn't know that he was? would never want to fuck with them. Mm -hmm. How do you not know? Well, he was... Just hanging out with all these Samoan guys all of a sudden. They keep giving me boxes to carry. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's like, I, it's actually how it happened. <laughs> oh, then that seems legit then. Nailed it. Um, in 1978, he got hit by a city bus which damaged one of his kidneys, and then he eventually developed a kidney disease. Mm -hmm. um, Diana Hart claims that nobody stepped up for a kidney transplant, huh. where Brett uh, disputes that claim and saying that, you know, Dean kind of gave up on his treatment and didn't you know, care to keep up with his treatment for the disease. Yeah. So he was just kind of like, didn't ask for any of her transplant, wasn't going to go about it, and nobody was like, well, if he's not going to do the things to take yeah. care of himself, why should we do yeah. one of our kidneys? So. He ain't gonna appreciate this kidney. Mm -hmm. And then uh, apparently the the sequence towards the end was what Brett was talking about was like a dedication, like all the false finishes yeah. and turnarounds. And he felt like that was a a good tribute to his brother Dean, who was also a wrestler. So that's cool. Yeah, but um, uh, I have to talk about one of the Piper's lines when he was talking about the Undertaker. Uh, when the Undertaker came out, Piper said, "Check out those drumsticks, baby." <laughs> I believe that was reference to the length of Undertaker's legs. 
but who knows? <laughs> or not, you know, never know. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? And, it, and it's funny to Maybe see. Maybe that's some of Rod- Roddy Roddy's stuff, man. Maybe he's just some of his like code words. Yeah, he, he definitely is. He's he's all over the place uh, in this pay per view. This is probably you know he was all over the place anyways with his commentary. But it's funny to see Brett and Taker in the ring together because it's like in five years they will be basically running this place. Yeah. So it's interesting to see. Um, also, two Dusty's in there with Greg Valentine in 1990, which in probably 1985, that's a main event show for mm-hmm. Jim Crockett Promotions. Also, too, I love that Greg is named Boxcar now that he's part of Rhythm and Blues. And I do a little bit of research on that. The, the reason why he was called Boxcar is after the blues singer, Boxcar Willie. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, who was popular in the 1970s doing a hobo singer gimmick. <laughs> And they got the most hoboest looking guy there to do it. I, I like that they're using, even even then, the WWF is using references that are 20 years old. Yeah. E- hey. Even the 90s, they were doing that. Greg the, I love that Greg the Hammer hated this fucking gimmick. Oh, yeah. Oh, he and he fucking despised it. For Wrestle Reunion, we tried to get Rhythm of Blues to do picture opportunities. And we're like, we tried to get Greg to like dye his hair black again, like he did. So we had like this temporary dye stuff to spray in his hair. And he's just like, I'm fucking doing it. And I remember it being like a to-do, trying to get Greg the Hammer Valentine to dye his hair black just for photo opportunities. Mm-hmm. I remember it being a to-do at Red Wrestle Union. I go, bad. only, only in my line of work would we be upset that, uh, that an older gentleman is not dyeing his hair. It's not what dyes Only in our profession. Um, it just looked like, this match reminded me of something I would see in Salisbury, North Carolina. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> they could happen there. Yeah, some of these pieces probably have happened before in, the, in those areas. You know, during their prime and after as well. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, probably last night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. But uh, anything else we need to discuss? Like you can see, like the Undertaker, like the pieces coming again, like the yeah. weird, like running off the ropes and Dusty's getting up curb stomp. Mm. The Taker walking the rope just for a double axe. Um. Taker got a count out, but he wasn't even legal at the time. Yeah. Like the, the rules of, prof- of, of professional wrestling are just get thrown out of the fucking window. Especially during here. Survivor Series. Yeah, yeah. Like people are getting count out that aren't legal. People are getting pinfalls that weren't legal. It just nothing makes fucking sense in this fucking world. As, as long as Hulk Hogan comes out and poses, as long as Warrior runs the ropes, it but doesn't fucking matter. Wasn't it like in the was it in the uh, Ultimate Warrior match where like both the Road Warriors got disqualified mid match. Yes, like both both tag teams got disqualified. Yeah, we just need to get them out of there because we can continue the feud. Though, yeah. though not the entire team gets disqualified. Yeah, so that's why like when it, when these older guys like talk about psychology, well, and it makes sense. That was bullshit. I'm like, oh yeah, well guess what? The entire tell rules... me something boxcar. Yeah, tell me something boxcar. <laughs> the entire rules of Survivor Series 1990 don't make fucking sense. Yeah. Like they only make sense for fucking. What you're trying to promote in the future. Yeah. Other than this thing that people paid $50 for. Like, good, because I didn't understand any it, of it. This is the next to last <laughs> I can't help it. I can't help it. felt like a free-for-all. Neither can we, and we've been doing this forever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's fun to watch, but fuck, if you want to, you know, get technical with it, it's fucking, it's not. But what is, you know, very fun and not technically fun is... Uh, the Viper promo and Jake's fucking eye all fucking weird. And yeah, all fogged over. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that's a contact. Like, yeah, yeah, Jake. You see, some of the things in oh, wrestling, I, Jake, I, are fake. Yeah, well, 
They're not real buds. Well, I don't know if he's doing like a googly eye thing. Like, I don't know. Like, I thought it was that he like got bit. Was this not like he got bit by the snake? And No, no, no. This was. Somebody hit him in the. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Martel got him with the. Uh, the arrogance. Yeah. So he sprayed him with that. And Gave him foggy eye. Gave him foggy eye. Made him blind. Which, you don't kick out a blindness, Jake. Mm-hmm. So if you get foggy eye, that's a dead eye. That comes out or it just, you know. It was okay. a contact, Bubba. I, I will defer to you when it comes <laughs> to blind people. Cool. So. <laughs> Don't talk to me if somebody's missing a limb, though. Like, we can't really talk a whole lot about uh, Carrie Von Eric. Okay. I don't... This shit scares me. Oh, like, I, I'm I'm all for talking about people with limbs. So that's my, my field of expertise. Uh, Kevin, <laughs> uh, if you want to talk about uh, deaf people. You know, right, go ahead. Do you, you, you have a, an expertise in it? Uh, I was going to do something, and I'm not going to do it because I feel like it's going to be real offensive. So <laughs> just stay right out of it. Okay. <laughs> Fair uh, doing the opposite of what we do in this program? That's cool, fine. Cool, cool, yeah, cool, 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 cool. Uh, Match number three, the Visionaries taking on the Vipers. Visionaries consists of Rick the Model Martell, Power and Glory, which is Romo and... Paul Roma and Hercules, uh, and, of course, Warlord with Slick. And the Vipers consists of Jake the Snake Roberts, the Rockers, and Jimmy Snooka. So... Uh, Snooka looks like shit. Yeah, this is, you know, Snooka's definitely past his prime. Like, a lot of things are wearing down on Snooka. This is when he's kind of pushed to the back seat a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, a lot of things are going on. But Warlord looks like a fucking monster. He looks the exact <laughs> same today. I don't I don't know if you've seen him that recent or not. Uh, re- recent enough. Yeah, he's still just as jacked as he is there. Probably twice as dumb, though. But he is... a Still massive. Well, here's a funny thing. Here's a story that I've always heard about Warlord, and it was confirmed in my research online, but I, I, I must make a note to it because I think it's maybe written in properly or it's turned into urban legend now. In 1996, Warlord was forced to retire, quote-unquote, because he still wrestles even now. But uh, he was forced to retire after he got hit by a Pizza Hut delivery van. <laughs> that poor van. Now, that's a thing. That's a, that's a joke. <laughs> but the thing is, there's no discussion if... He was in a car at the time that he got hit by the car. <laughs> uh, the story I always heard is he got hit while he was walking, walking like, and then he hurt the car more than he hurt himself. Of course. Because he still wrestles from time to time. But also, too, post that, he got into bodyguarding, according to his Wikipedia page, and he bodyguarded uh, 50 Cent and Kimbo Slice. Man. So. And 50 Cent had been shot nine times in the face. Huh? 50 Cent was shot, like, all at times in the face. I know, and Kimbo Slice. And they still chose the Warlord. Like, you don't need a bodyguard. You're bulletproof. Yeah. You said it, in a, you made an album about and it. You made a video game about it. And Kimbo Slice, <laughs> you walked up to people's, like, backyards and beat the fuck out yeah. of them. Yeah, and, and the you, Warlord's your guy? The Warlord's your guy. Yeah, watch my back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty tough. But have you seen Warlord over there? Yeah, it's like Warlord. a Whitney Houston, Kevin Costner thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Warlord carrying uh, Kimbo Slice. <laughs> Like with a coat wrapped around him, like somewhere. And uh, I know it's your birthday. <laughs> Come on, shorty, it's your birthday. <laughs> the instrumental version. Yep. What if we can overlap the two songs? Like we get the we get the music of uh, "I'll Always Love You," and then we get the actual lyrics of the Fifty Cent song. Mm-hmm. Man, I wish we had a fan base. 
big enough to where, oh, we, could, gosh. where we could throw that out into the ether and then someone would send it back. Oh, if we were the Young Bucks, we would so oh, totally have like a fan base that could do that. That yeah. was super cool. But since nobody listens but, to this thing, like, we're just we're, Jake. We're just zinging things that may or may not be heard by people in the, in the atmosphere. <laughs> so, fuck you guys who are listening. Yeah. <laughs> I assume none of you have skills outside of figuring out how to work an iPod. Oh, no. I'm sure we have a great audience. It's just it's small. Yeah. <laughs> Put your radios down. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. Um, I, I love how Piper doesn't know the names of the rockers. Yeah, well, we need to. <laughs> um, also, too, this is when Piper uh, cusses. He says, you cheap ass. Excuse me. You cheap person. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you'd have changed the word cheap though and said ass again. <laughs> you cheap ass. I mean, sorry, you broke ass. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Marty Gennetti's eliminations are always the best in Survivor Series. I love Marty Gennetti. Yeah. yeah he was the better. <laughs> history, history. Listen, history, the time will tell on that one. Okay? Yeah. Like, history's not over. Let's see right. how that plays out. Let's see how that plays out. Okay. Uh, Power and Glory's finish. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, Jake is so fucking over it this time. Yeah. Like, just massively over it. So, anything else to say about this match, Kevin? I want a mullet. Yeah. Is this you the one that totally does get a mullet. Yeah, I you look real good with a mullet, man. I think I'm going to rock a mullet. I like Jake's mullet because he was, like, bald, but then he had, like, all had, the hair. Had the skullet almost? Yeah, the skullet. That's a good word for it. Mm-hmm. This, this one inspired me mustachically. Must- so. Mustachically? Uh, this one, let me see what I got inspired by. Uh, Marginetti really showed me how I want to live the rest of my life. So I've just been drinking nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> Playing in fountains and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, the thing, trying to have sex with a girl who may or may not be your daughter. Really, I thought she was my daughter, then I found out she wasn't. Now I'm trying to fuck this girl. <laughs> That's a real thing. That's a real thing. And, and and the joke that I always say, I gotta say it again. I said it on another podcast, but who knows? Maybe nobody listened to the other podcast. I was actually supposed to wrestle Marty Janity one time. But it was five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> and when I mean five o'clock, that's the international time where you have sex with somebody who may or may or may, or may not be your daughter. Like, so. <laughs> code, it's like it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> fuck my son, maybe. <laughs> maybe. He may be, he may be my son. I'm gonna fuck him either way. <laughs> either way. Either way. <laughs> but yeah, good. I'm glad you got that chill. Uh, speaking of special times. Uh, Hulk Hogan promo, the Hulkamaniacs promo. Oh, brother. Hulk Hogan giving a shout out to President Bush. Whoa, now, hold on. Which one, man? <laughs> Good old W. Uh, that's much more than that. Hulk Hogan lending his services to the audience. You know, if you, if you need big boot leg drop on Saddam Hussein, <laughs> we got your guy. They were just like shots fired to Saddam the entire match. Yeah. Mm hmm. They just hated Saddam. Why did you hate Saddam so much? Who, who would we be shitting on today? I guess Kim Jong Un. Like if if this if this happened if the 2017 Survivor Series occurred and a different Roddy Roddy Piper was getting all hype talking about a war that's Corey coming. Graves would be like getting hype. And we're gonna come after you, Kim Jong Un. <laughs> Yeah, John Cena's talking about Big Boot Lead Drop on Kim Jong-un. Right, listen, John Cena was the first person to announce that we killed uh, Osama Bin Laden. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, and like, a, like a house show, it was 
Uh, he's like he wrestled a match. I don't even know how he found out about it. And he goes, "I just received word." Oh, <laughs> you guys, I thought you meant just like, like, to, like yeah, to the press. Like he does that whole press coverage. Yeah. Saddam Hussein, not Saddam Hussein. Yeah. <laughs> he's dead. Osama, like, he said it on a live like, live crowd, like after a pay per view. We just found out Osama bin Laden's dead. Like, well, that's our. Oh yeah! Uh, I don't know. Do we cheer for that? Like, I'm not really sure. <laughs> I feel that we kind of call that ourselves also. So well, I'm not really 100 percent sure how to cheer. Well, that, that well. Bring it back. It was set up by the Persian Gulf. Yeah. Os- Osama bin Laden wanted to fight uh, Saddam, and America stepped in. Like, no, we're going to do that. We're going to do this for Saudi for you, Saudi Arabia. And Saddam's like, what the fuck? Don't you want me and my guys with fucking rifles Come on, from guys. from the nineteen forties <laughs> riding on horses <laughs> fighting Saddam? And there's Scud missiles. Come on, we could do this. No, no, no. We'll go after you know President Bush and his coalition of forces to take out Saddam. And never forget. Yeah. yeah. Oh. We don't want this blood on your hands, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Just remember us in the future. Exactly. For that oil, bro. Uh-huh. These the, the Hulkamaniacs, they look like if the Muppet Babies got into like the ooze from the <laughs> When you say the Hulkamaniacs, it's Hulk Hogan, Tugboat, Jim Duggan, and Big Boss Man <laughs> taking on the Natural Disasters, Barbarian, Dino Bravo, Haku, and Earthquake. <laughs> Which Earth at some point, Tugboat was actually a, uh, was also a natural disaster, wasn't he? Yes, that, that's, a, that's a funny part. He, yeah. he eventually turned on Hulk Hogan and became a natural disaster, which I think was the best part of his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I hate that name for him. Tugboat? Tugboat. Not, 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 a, not as bad as uh, Shockmaster was for him. Yeah. So. <laughs> it was actually my nickname in high school, Tugboat. Oh, I was gonna say Shockmaster. <laughs> what did you do in high school? Shockmaster. Well, if you would, ah. well, if you wouldn't, if you wouldn't wear like a shirt that had like red stripes on it, like yeah. you, you wouldn't have called, <laughs> called tugboat and a glittered out uh, stormtrooper helmet. Oh. Freak. That was called that for different reasons. Oh, oh. hey, hey, jokes. Got him. It's in a book. <laughs> turn, your, turn your radios up. Well, you better turn, turn them all the way up. You better turn your radios all the way up because I got some information about Dino Bravo. <laughs> My favorite information. <laughs> Hot take time. Dino, Dino Bravo. Not only was he a wrestler, he also was an illegal cigarette smuggler in Canada. <laughs> yep. That sounds about right. And he, what? He, gained, he gained a lot of customers because of his notoriety for being a very popular wrestler for a long time. So he was stealing a lot of customers away from the mob. And in, then on March 10th, 1993... He was shot 17 times in his home, and it is still an unsolved mystery to this day, but most people speculate it was the mob mad that he was cutting in on the business because of the illegal cigarette smuggling. that kill him? Yes. Okay. Because he took seven of those shots, I believe, in his head. He's not 50 Cent. Yeah. I mean, you never know. And I believe there were shotgun blasts as well, so there oh, wasn't a whole lot. Holy so, shit. like, it could have just been one shot that sprayed 17 places. Uh, yeah. Maybe I, I, it was one man with 17 guns. There might have been a whole lot left. Overkill. 17 <laughs> different shotguns. Well, they were really shitty. Like, it was they missed a lot. We kept missing. <laughs> it, it, it was a, a violent end, but it's not too surprising because of his background. He was also the nephew, by marriage, to uh, notorious crime boss Vic... Uh, Cotroni, <laughs> whoa! Vic, Vic Cotroni, who is uh, basically a mob boss of who, who actually Vic was a partner of Carmine Galanti, who was the mob boss of the 
Bonanno family. I think I got that wrong. Banana. Banana. But, but it was the same crime family that was portrayed in Donnie Brasco. Ah, okay. So that's basically. Uh, so you're saying an extra in there could have been Dino Bravo? That's like, what I'm like, saying. Well, there's definitely someone could have played a character that was to be Dino. Yes. Ooh. There, there, there is a connection between Donnie Brasco and Dino Bravo. Okay. Just wanted to put that out there because I don't think that's out in the ether as much as it should be. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Put your Useless up. knowledge. <laughs> Dino Bravo's connection to a movie starring Johnny Depp. <laughs> not that it's not that useless if you decide to go in the illegal cigarette smuggling business with Canada. It's a lot of good information to have. What, how is okay? So help me understand illegal cigarette smuggling. So it's the same as like uh, you can do it at Napa in America, where like packs of cigarettes are like ten, eleven, twelve dollars in New York. You buy them down here for okay. four or five dollars a pack. You take them up there and you sell them for six six seven dollars. I thought it was like they don't have all the extra chemicals. In Canada, <laughs> they only have American spirits. Let's take them some Marlboros. <laughs> we want to die faster. They have fucking free healthcare, so they can. <laughs> so they can get care. They can take care of that cancer. Yeah. Too. No, no amount of healthcare brought Dino Bravo back. No, so he, <laughs> keep that in mind. Well, he wasn't in Canada. If he got shot up in Canada, he was. He was. Oh. Like, he was actually walking, watching a hockey game. So it's like <laughs> the most Canadian, the yeah. most Canadian thing you can do for so a Canadian mob TV. guy. You're like Canadian. Canadian. twenty-seven yeah, channels, twenty-six of them. <laughs> yeah. he, he was having a Labatt Blue. <laughs> oh yeah, he was having a Labatt Blue, watching a hockey game, poutine, <laughs> eating poutine. <laughs> 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 And then he was shot. Wearing his hockey night in Canada shirts. He was shot viciously <laughs> like a Canadian moose. <laughs> Which he had on a, like a head of wood on a wall. <laughs> Talking about a couple of hosers tossing off. While thinking about what type of maple syrup he was going to have with his pancakes tomorrow. <laughs> Grid B. <laughs> <laughs> this shit doesn't come from a can. Um, oh, also, too, uh, I think we talked about John Tenta's sumo background on another podcast. Yeah. We've listened to that, so uh, just another eclectic thing. Um, Bobby Heenan take more bumps than anybody else yeah. on this pay-per-view. I love how every manager, after every one of these matches, it's like your thing to do as a manager, like after the one, two, three happens, hop up an apron and get punched by the baby face. That's like the number <laughs> one thing to do after every one of these matches. Feed for it, Bubba, feed for it. Every time. Um, also, too, like I've noticed, like, I hear them talking a lot on this pay-per-view, like, more so than other older pay-per-views. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like nobody talked about anything beforehand at the show. Like, ah, Survivor Series, it's a holiday. Just, ah, just go in there and just do it. We'll call it the <laughs> ring, brother. And that's why I think everything is, like, so sloppy and weird at times. Because they're just like, ah, we'll just figure out this multi-man match. It's got multiple finishes. Oh, yeah, like, fuck it. Which, fun story, do you know why the Survivor Series was created? Please. I, w- I would love for you to do some research. I, I did some. Okay. It was created because the four years prior, uh, the cable companies told Vince that they were going to play Starcade. Mm-hmm. And Vince said, fuck that, no, you won't. Mm-hmm. We'll pull all of our pay-per-views from you if you do. But Starcade. Starcade was WCW's huge show. Okay. It was NWA at the time, yeah. I guess. Right. Uh, yes, NWA. Yes. Did do a lot of research. Um, they're like, we'll pull over shows. And he goes, well, you need to give us an alternative. Mm-hmm. And he made the Survivor Series. Just so NWA couldn't be on pay-per-view. Yeah. Damn. And that's basically why NWA had to move Starcade from Thanksgiving to a little bit before Christmas. So. 
It was always a Thanksgiving tradition because in this area in Charlotte, Thanksgiving night, Christmas night, especially the territory days, not just even here, but other places like Christmas night in Dallas was big, mm-hmm. like big, big territory places like Christmas night and Thanksgiving night was always like really big, um, like wrestling show, house show nights. That's where like people made a lot of money, you know, because wow. the idea was, you know, what are you going to do and get the family over? You want to kick them out and go to wrestling. So everybody's, you know, not really doing anything that day. So everybody's got no reason why they can't go. Mm-hmm. Nobody's True. at work. So let's, just, let's all just go to the wrestling show tonight. And that's the thing to do. And that was always tradition was Thanksgiving night and Christmas night, especially in this territory. And then they made a big event around at Starcade. And it was always closed circuit. And this is the early day. And then pay-per-view came out, came around and Vince was trying to corner that market. Mm-hmm. That's, he just haphazardly put together survivors. Which Thanksgiving was his favorite holiday. He didn't want to do it because he's like, why would anybody go to a wrestling show on Thanksgiving and everybody was like, what's well, what you do in the South? It's just what it is. Mm-hmm. So he never believed in it. He just wanted to, he, he thought it was going to bomb, but didn't care. He just didn't want NWA to have a pay-per-view. He just wanted to fuck somebody over. Which is one of the reasons it was in Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, yeah. the This year, actually. The reason it was there is because he didn't want to have to travel for on Thanksgiving so much, he wanted to still have his Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, because you could have his Thanksgiving dinner and probably show up at the show. And that's mm-hmm. part of the reason why everybody's like, ah, oh, okay, we'll have Thanksgiving early and just yeah. gonna roll over. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So. Um, uh, also, during this match, there was a moment where a fan yells, kick his ass, Hogan, right there in the pay-per-view. Yeah, it was a child. Just all kinds of, you know, kicking ass and stuff like that. Also, too, I noticed that the referee on the outside was Shane Stevens, otherwise known as Shane McMahon. No. So no. Shane McMahon was a referee at this time, if people didn't know that. So. But I think most people know that, especially if you're, you're keen enough to figure out a podcast called How Did This Get Booked that's hosted <laughs> by Jake Manning and Zane Riley. <laughs> you were definitely a niche market. Yeah. <laughs> you would know these things. I like how I, you, you notice, well, I noticed it, but twerking was invented in this match. <laughs> <laughs> Earthquake was doing some like shit where he's like sitting on another dude. Oh yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, that's that's where Tori came from. He dropped it like it was hot. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was his move. He was he dropping it. it like it was hot. Yeah, yeah. Rikishi a... as well. Rikishi would just sit on people's faces. Yeah, ish. ish. So Joe Kazuna. Well, that's more uh, face smothering. Yeah, he would he would have him in the corner and rub his butt. That's the, uh, would be more twerking. Bunda, yeah. which is a Brazilian twerk. Oh. oh, well, fuck us. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Looks like I'm the shitbag and didn't do research for this podcast. Turn your radio up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you better turn your radio up because we're now going to a promo with Mean Gene Oakland yeah. with Macho King. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where he says such harsh words as the ultimate chicken. Um, and and Gene goes, that's awfully strong. Like, <laughs> no, pretty weak. That's, that's <laughs> it's not going to win you a rap battle, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Any any thoughts about this macho promo? No. It just happened. <laughs> I wish he would have talked about that on his rap album. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, he had a rap album. Oh brother, <laughs> like Joe Pesci, but give it a look. Oh no, it was amazing. Oh, yeah. We actually just did a podcast. Go listen to our podcast uh, with a, a music podcast that uh, they asked us to listen to and review Macho Man's album. Yeah, it was Digital Men Media, Real Men, Digital Men. It's, it's all my seen that if you go to the how to, if you go to if you go to the how did this get booked Facebook page we have a link to it so please I I don't know why first I'm thing that pops up 
notes. I have I have I have a page full of notes that I'm trying to get through as well. So I'm trying to deal with that. And had a point. Oh, my point was like Macho Man's butt looks really fucking good in these yeah, these, these tights, man. Like that's the I think it was the most distracting thing about this promo because he would turn around like it was like God damn Macho Man had a good butt. Getting that squat song. Be Jesus man. Christ. Yeah, man. Oh, that's a fantastic album. Yeah, yeah man. I'll listen to it. I'm gonna read it. Oh, you should. You'll, you'll, end up, you'll realize you've listened to it three times. Oh yeah, and I see. I forgot that I have it on my my iPod. So like sometimes when I hit shuffle songs. And I'll be working out all of a sudden. I'll hear it like at the beginning of a track. I'm like, man, this is really fucking good. And all of a sudden, I'm like, ooh, yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. Fuck, this is a Macho Man track. Oh, man, I got a couple more plates on. Got a couple more plates. Got to stack some on. <laughs> PR day, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, let's move on to match number five with the Alliance, which consists of Nikolai Volkov, babyface Nikolai Volkov, Tito Santana, and the Bushwhackers taking on the Mercenaries, Newly heel turned Sergeant Slaughter, Boris Zukov, uh, Sato, and Tanaka. Now, Boris Zukov teaming with Sergeant Slaughter is nothing new because Boris Zukov used to be Private Jim Nelson mm-hmm. in, the, in the Crockett era. So that's that's very interesting. But Boris Zukov used to team with Nikolai Volkov, and Nikolai saw the light, and now he's joining the sides of the Americans, and he's getting a <laughs> USA chance, even though he's been predominantly Russian most of his career. So that's weird. But Don't also, question it, boy. But what's also weird <laughs> is Sergeant Slaughter's promo. Because uh, this is the time that Sergeant Slaughter is called back to the WWE. That's the guy with the camo on his face? Yes. Okay. The guy with the big chin who looks like me. Okay. He's a granddad. Yeah, he's, he's my granddad. <laughs> Shut up. He's my brother. You know that. <laughs> On the war together. We're roughly the same age, About, okay? Yeah. <laughs> he also pitched the same fit during this pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, but no, Sergeant Slaughter, like he left the WWF years ago because he was supposed to be a part of the G.I. Joe toy line when WWF was just getting their toy line going. So like he was working side deals. Vince didn't like it. But Sergeant Slaughter was like, why can't I make my own deals? And there was a big dispute. He no showed some shows. So then he was fired. But it was just this big dispute. And Sergeant Slaughter, it wasn't until I believe WrestleMania 6 Sergeant Slaughter wrote a personal letter to Vince McMahon uh, saying he liked the show and said he would like to work with him in the future. And that's eventually where Vince got the idea of, like, hey, you know, rising tensions in the, in the Middle East. You've got this military guy. What if you're a turncoat and say that our, our troops aren't as good as these, you know, uh, Iraqi troops and you're a sympathizer? Ooh. And... Uh, to a uh, nice little cherry on top, you put him with uh, Gen- General Adnan Casey, who was primarily uh, in the AWA territory, also to General Adnan Casey, uh, according to his biography, was classmates with Saddam Hussein. Oh. But one thing is for sure, he was definitely worked with Saddam because there's pictures with Casey and Saddam in his biography because there was a time when General Adnan Casey, he came, he went to school in America in college and he wrestled at Oklahoma State University. Uh, got to be trained to be a wrestler at AWA. Got to be a pretty good wrestler. And then he tried to integrate pro wrestling into the Iraqi culture. Very similar to Ricky Dozen in Japan. Mm-hmm. And he tried to make it work because his friend Saddam was in power at the time. But as Casey said in his biography, uh, it was at that time when Saddam had become uh, increasingly paranoid about potential rivals. So here's this guy 
who'd gone off to America, made a name for us, come back, getting very popular, could take him over. And so then Casey's like, I got to get out of this fucking country. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. But he did have that connection to Saddam. So he has a direct connection to Saddam. And now he's managing Sergeant Slaughter, mm-hmm. who's talking shit about his troops. Sergeant Slaughter, a legit uh, drill sergeant in the Marine Corps. Oh, so like there's, it's heavy. And it's it's, like he, but he was still, it's weird that he'd still be on board with it. I love that. Yeah, well, he's like, money's money. Hey, brother. I mean, that's that's one of, that's one of the things about it. But also, what I think is funny in, in further research about General Anon Casey, he wrestled for the WWF at one point in time as Billy White Wolf. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Because that's what they used to do in the 70s, is if you look Native American or like a Native American stereotype, and not just in wrestling, but in movies as well, you were an Indian. Because uh, Anon Casey, when he was Billy White Wolf, teamed with... Uh, Jay Strongbow, who was Italian. Yep. So you had an Italian and an Iraqi doing a Native American gimmick. So you're an Indian? Let's make you a different Indian. Uh-huh. I had an agent who told me to put that down in my my uh, my list of things that I can get booked at, or like I can get booked at, or, or whatever. There was like, put that you can do Native American. And I was like, okay, you're racially ambiguous enough. If you grow your hair out, you'll look Native American. I don't think so. <laughs> well, I don't see it. Come, come on, Kevin. Can't you can't you look at somebody polluting and then turn to the camera with a tear and mm-hmm. go, "What happened to my homeland?" Like, can't you just <laughs> say that? Like, come on, come on. You can do it for. I believe. I it. guess I could try. Oh, also, you want this money or not, you boy? Want this, you want this money or not? But um, another interesting thing about Billy White Wolf, <laughs> Billy White Wolf, I believe <laughs> he was he was the one dollars of dollars. <laughs> The, the, the interesting note, and I think I have to do some more research on it, but this is what I remember, is Billy White Wolf, obviously General Anna Casey, <laughs> this, this is he, he did the Indian Deathlock. Uh-huh. And it's the version of Indian Deathlock that Paul Jones did, which George taught to me, George uh-huh. South taught to me, mm-hmm. um, which is a little bit different than what everybody thinks is the Indian Deathlock, mm-hmm. which is what Triple H did, which he took from Harley Race. But Anna Casey doing it Billy White Wolf... It, it made more sense, and I think it's a better move. So, like, the way that Harley Race and Terry Funk do it, it was kind of like they, they saw someone like a Paul Jones doing, like, oh, I can kind of figure it out, and it's kind of like, oh, it's weird. Yeah, and it's, and it's weird and different. So, like, I guess that's my connection to yeah. General Ed on Casey, cool. is that through the lines of doing the Indian Death Lock, the way they do it. But also, too, Sergeant Slaughter, uh, with the G.I. Joe line thing, I, here's a little fact and a little uh, trivia thing. Sergeant Slaughter is one of few real people who got a G.I. Joe figure. Um, can you guess some of the other people that got real, actual G.I. Joe figures that were real people? Like, the, like in wrestling or in yeah. general? No, just uh, in general. Well, restate that. Make that sense. Well, let, let me make that better. Yeah. I'm kind of confused. <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter was one of a few real people to get a G.I. Joe figure. Oh, that would, like, his G.I. Joe figure was called Sergeant Slaughter? Yes. Okay. But also, too, like, real actual people okay like, like it wasn't like the cartoon character got one well, yeah it was like, okay. like actual real people okay. Okay. were okay. G.I. Joe figures do they uh, have like abilities or they're just like we're just gonna make Chuck you Norris oh. uh, uh Demi Moore no <laughs> <laughs> good good guess though good guess uh one more each one we're gonna wrap this up what, okay uh Mr. T uh no ah oh, fuck no, I don't have any. You're, you're a right. different Demi Moore. <laughs> Demi Moore 
after Bruce Willis. <laughs> Striptease, Demi Moore. <laughs> no. Um, you're close with the 80s. Uh, refrigerator William Perry. Okay. Uh, Rod, Roddy would... Piper. No! And Buzz Aldrin. Jesus fucking Christ. Christ. Oh, of course Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> Real First, American hero. Yeah. Crazy ass. Wait, so Aldrin. why was Roddy Piper there? I'm gonna look up his G.I. Joe. Pro- probably probably cleared it or did it in some interim deal or whatever. Because remember, like, Roddy left he's for not, sure. He's not American, is he? No, he's Canadian. Canadian. Bullshit. Uh, anything we can say about this match other than, you know, like, Sergeant Slaughter, like, working hard, I think. Yeah, no, I, I was like, this guy is taking on all these dudes. Mm-hmm. Also, too, uh, Roddy Piper makes a comment. And he says, Holy shit. Yeah. He's even in his kilt and everything. Yeah. Well, look at that. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to look at the, balls, the Buzz Aldrin one. He's wearing knee pads. A <laughs> <laughs> ginger wearing knee pads. <laughs> he's like, he's ready to DDT somebody. Um, Roddy Piper also says in the middle of this match, uh, when you fight a Latin person, you're in for a real fight. Kevin, true or false? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I guess depends on the Latin person, but if you're going with stereotypes, yes. We fight dirty. I don't. I think that's what Roddy was trying to say. <laughs> I say we, but I don't mean like the royal we. I mean, <laughs> I mean the royal we, not like Mexicans. we, like me and my friends. <laughs> that's what he wanted to say was Mexican. Um, this, this match has a really weird, drawn-out finish. Um, I don't know why, you know. Just got DQ with Sergeant Slaughter. I think it's put together real, real well and works all right. So, I mean, other, other than the fact that we're trying to get Slaughter over, and I like it, and I like Slaughter working hard. But I feel like Slaughter's boot camp match, which we discussed at a previous episode mm-hmm. with Jake Stewart at the Degeneration uh, pay-per-view, I feel like he worked harder in that match than he probably did this one. I think this is when Slaughter's just like, I got to work my way back into ring shape because I got one more run in me, you know? <laughs> And then it's another 10 years later, <laughs> you're still wrestling. Actually, I just, I just wrestled him a couple years ago. So oh, he's still wrestling, I think, even into his 70s. So. God damn. God bless him. Tough fucking man, too. Tough fucking man. We get on to the grand finale, which I don't know if they've ever did the grand finale after this. Like, no. You take the, yeah. We're not going to talk about the turkey. Oh, well, they do a grand finale promo, but let's get into the <laughs> shank of the evening, which shank is chicken leg. Um, we hatch an egg, lay an egg, probably more more specifically, and the fans boo right away Immediately. at this bullshit. Immediately. What was the point of that? Because rumor had it. Please tell me. Because it, I'm it was going to be Ric Flair. Okay. Yeah, the, the rumor was that Ric Flair was going to be yeah. coming out of that egg. Well, Okay. I, and I, it was, that was going to be his debut. Why'd they say it was a T-Rex egg? I don't know. I don't, it was a gobbledygooker egg, obviously. Yeah, it was a large yeah. turkey egg. But I don't know why you'd be like, hey, let's take one of the, the greatest professional wrestlers of all time and have him come out of an egg. That was some of the, the sheet talk at the time. Uh, and then there was also the, uh, that was going to be the introduction of The Undertaker. Okay. At one point, was going to be out of that egg. Was thought it was always going to be the gobbledygooker. Okay, but rumor around it. Yeah, I was going to say like you don't. Yeah, but is the gobbledygooker is he a prominent wrestler? I think they wanted him to be a prominent <laughs> wrestler. They wanted to use him as their mascot to 
hype the crowd in between like intermissions and stuff and get all the kids dancing and like like a sports team had a mascot they wanted the gobbledygooker to be their mascot. okay so this was How's their san diego chicken uh, yeah basically i mean they even used the san diego chicken as a as an example for mm-hmm. it um and they also had all, like all these other ideas that were supposed to occur mm-hmm. like in its hatching and everything but clearly like they wanted it to be like the solid egg, and then it hashed, and then light was emitting everywhere, and there was fucking fireworks and pyro around it. <laughs> but no one, like, they never pre-made the egg to see how that would work. Uh-huh. So this was day of egg. Okay. And it was awful. Uh, and also, so it's Hector Guerrero was in the, in, the, in the costume. He was supposed to get in the ring and do, like, fucking moonsaults and shit. Uh, but then he had never he never did a practice run with a suit on. Uh-huh. So when he got in there, that's why he only just did a couple rolls. Yeah. And they wanted him to like. There were going to be times where he would like legit wrestle as a mainstay character in the Gooker suit. Yeah, because I know that they, they they filmed promos and stuff like that, and they wanted it to do something mm-hmm. with. But like the dance sequence that they did this with was like took four fucking ever. <laughs> Too long because they didn't realize the, the the suit was so cumbersome. <laughs> and it, uh, the website Russell Crap, of course, they're they called they, they named an award after this incident the, the Gooker Award mm-hmm. for the year's worst gimmicks, storylines, mm-hmm. all of those things. So, this is like legendary bad. Where what were you thinking at this time? I was wanting him to, I was wanting him to fight the other dude. I thought he was like actually like gonna clothesline him or some shit, but he, he didn't do shit. I really wanted that turkey to beat that dude's ass. <laughs> that turkey went fucking nuts on him. Yeah. That turkey went ham. Oh. <laughs> I'm here all fucking day for about 10 more minutes, guys. Uh, 10 more minutes because we have to talk about match number six, uh, the ultimate survivor match. Hulk Hogan, Tito Santana, ultimate warrior, taking on Hercules, Roma, Warlord, Rick Martell, and Million Dollar Man. Uh, I love that Hulk took Power and Glory's finish. Yeah. Uh, I love it even more that he kicked out Roma. <laughs> Real quick. Real quick. Like, really, like, killed it immediately. Yeah. Great fucking finish. Probably the coolest finish of WWF at that time. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, nah, I like your finish just so I can fucking kick I'm out. I'm good. Yeah, give it to me. But I'm going to kick on one, though. Hulk was the workhorse of this this match. Tito was Santana just randomly there. Yeah. I mean, you'd think that Tito would be the workhorse for this, yeah. but he was out real early. So. Yeah. Because they had to make it about Hulk and, and, and Warrior. They didn't holding want. hands yeah. at, at the end. One of that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like Ted should have took the count out and not, not Martel because yeah. like Ted's got to wrestle for the title the next night. Yeah. So I thought that was weird instead of him taking a pinfall from Hulk. Yeah. Whatever. I guess that's just kind of a thing like Ted just being a businessman and sure, whatever just, you want, guys. Just setting up that Hogan Warrior times. Exactly. Uh, what were your thoughts about this match? Because you kind of already seen everybody do everything. It's like, yeah. I want to see it twice. Yeah. It was very anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. I kind of knew Hulk was going to, they were all going to win. I was like, okay. And I was just waiting for him to say the end word. Like, I was just like, they say it. Yeah, I was just waiting. Virgil, hop up on the apron. <laughs> I was just I was just waiting for him to have sex with Warrior. I'm just waiting <laughs> for him to just kiss. Just, just kiss, guys. Just a little bit. <laughs> just kiss. It's going to blow up bigger than the handshake between him and Macho. Just yeah, go yeah. ahead and little, little peck. Yeah. Just let Vince watch. That's all he mm-hmm. wants. Just give the man what he wants. They're glistening. Oh. <laughs> uh. Any, anything else we can say about this this pay per view? I think it's a fun one to watch. I yeah, think oh it, yeah. I, 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 Survivor Series were always the best. Those were always my 
early Survivor Series where they would have like the whole month of build up to like why certain people were teaming together and all the storylines that kind of wove those together. I thought were the best times. Early '90s WWF was. One of my favorite. Everybody's like the Attitude Era, and then like all that shit. No, no. Well, give yeah. me, give me the Golden Era. It's uh, even especially the early '90s because that's when like the '80s stuff is running out of steam. Yeah. So that's when like they're throwing like weird shit mm-hmm. out there, and that's also kind of when the guys don't really give a fuck anymore. Yeah. So like, they're just like you're seeing a lot of like ah fuck it, you know, <laughs> so, a lot a lot of that going. On. Let's put a guy in a chicken suit. Fuck it. You know, like, oh, let's just kind of half-ass calling some of these spots. Uh, Jim the Animal's like, you got to eliminate me. Uh, just give me clothes on. I'm going to stay down. You know, oh, like, just all of those those just weird things that just throwing shit at it. And then, like, you have, like, something like Bret Hart trying to prove that he's the fucking best in the yeah. world of the time. Shawn Michaels. Get his singles pop right there. Was, yeah. If Jim know. doesn't last long, which he won't. Obviously, when he's just like, just close on me, I'm done. Yeah. Fuck it. I'll put the time in, guys. Just... It, yeah, exactly. Like, you, you, you see those guys that want to be the next superstars. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, it's even fun to watch, like, 93. Yeah. When that, that, that stuff's going on. And these guys just kind of hanging on a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And knowing they're going to see 10 more years of them. And don't see them. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's fun because people got so excited mm-hmm. about pro wrestling. Where now it's just like somebody comes out and it's just, just that. You know what yeah. I'm But, like, people just getting over like losing their mind that Hulk Hogan was coming out and just yeah. that, that run up to Hulk right in his face in the intro like mm-hmm. they just it never gets old there's, there's a lot of nostalgia to it yeah. but like if you're gonna look at the in-ring work it's just like, like you clearly see that they're just like ah it's, it's a holiday they just yeah. fucking just <laughs> <laughs> night off match kind of thing even though this is like one of the bigger shows of the fucking year they're yeah. just very like ah fuck it mm-hmm. you know and I think that's kind of the fun of it because you get to see some of the weird stuff but you can see glimmers of genius, like just the Mr. Perfect, no wasted motion, yeah. just making those guys look good. But that's it's it's fine and it's well enough. But it, you, as somebody that doesn't watch a lot of pro wrestling, what was your overall thoughts of it? Mm, uh, well, just watching it from like a millennial standpoint, being like, this shit's old. Like I just never seen it. It's so old. It was very. It's very late 80s early 90s like I said I, I, I'm, I'm gonna fucking rock a mullet I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna grow my hair out and just fucking rock a mullet for a bit so is, is that your perspective on it like everything like super 80s I'm like oh this is bullshit I... like fuck poison <laughs> fuck big hair fuck poison for real I can get behind that fuck poison thing Fuck A team, you know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> in a broadside of barn with a machine gun like mm-hmm. I understand those things don't hold up quite as well but for my generation uh, you know, when I was living through it, and I was as a thirty-year-old man back in the back in the eighties, <laughs> throwing tantrums because he couldn't watch the wrestling. Yeah, yeah, as a grown man, like some, I I give more stuff back then a pass because of the nostalgia factor. But for you that didn't live through it, you're like, ah, oh, fuck this. Bullshit. Yeah, it just well, it's like this shit's good. Yeah. It's like if my my dad tried to make me watch like an old soccer video from like 1970. <laughs> I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> let me see today's football, Dad. Yeah, what is the attitude era of football? Because <laughs> that's not something that I think about when I think about the seventies. Like there, there's certain things you have to find that are cool from the seventies, but like I don't, I don't look up at that other generation above. Even yeah. weed wasn't good back in the seventies. Oh yeah, how was weed back in the seventies? <laughs> Why are you asking him? I was the one that was alive yeah. during the seventies. <laughs> well, seems to know how it was back then. I was, I was, a, four, I was a fourteen year old <laughs> young lad in the seventies, like. <laughs> I was just letting my hair fly free in the wind. Mm-hmm. 
Just wonder what old Jimmy Carter's gonna do. <laughs> we'll never go to war, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Free love. Uh Zane, what are your thoughts? Uh yeah, I love it. It's it's Survivor Series is always my favorite. And especially this era of WWF, like I said. Uh I could watch this all the time, which I do. I actually watched actually watched this a little like a couple months ago before we even talked about doing this episode. Yeah, so I I just watch all the old stuff. Oh, my Thanksgiving thing is always put a Survivor Series on. Yeah, like get up, <laughs> change the channel now, Dad. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> because I'm a grown man. I can put on Survivor Series ninety. Seventy eight years old. I watched Survivor Series if I want to. Fuck you. I got my Survivor Series, <laughs> and, that's, and, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to do this episode. Because I I have not seen this is the first time I've ever seeing this pay per view. So the fact that I finally got to see it. Oh, you you never got to see it before. So you never saw it when you were a kid. No, no I no. didn't. You just watched a preview show. I just watched a preview show for hours. So like this is like uh, a gift to me to finally get to see this I show. I thought you were saying that you you wore your parents down by watching it over and over. So oh, no, no, no. just like, we're fuck it, we'll buy it. No, my parents, <laughs> my parents were resilient. Yeah. <laughs> they, like, they won. They that won. day was theirs. No, they were they were very good at teaching me disciplinary Lesson. Disciplinary. Okay. Disciplinary. Disciplinary. He, didn't take, he, he still hasn't got it right. <laughs> I, still, I, still, I still have a guy. He's taking the alpha brain today. <laughs> I actually took three. Oh, bro, kind, kind, of dose. Kind, kind, of, kind of a waste. <laughs> but anything else we need to plug? This is coming out Thanksgiving. It discussed Russell Cade's this weekend. Zane. Yeah. Anything else you want to Crazy talk night. About? Uh, crazy weekend of wrestling. Uh, Russell Cade uh, and Starcade, as we formerly mentioned, uh, will also be around. Uh, but don't go to that, man. Don't go to WrestleCade. <laughs> it's grassroots, baby. Uh, Kevin, anything else you want to plug? You got any? This is coming out with Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Day? Oh, um, let's see. Uh, I'm not doing anything until I move to Atlanta. Uh, if you want to come see me do improv at the Elemental Healing Studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, off of Park Road, it is going to be a very intimate setting. But we are no one's coming, right? Pretty much. <laughs> so we could use people coming. Uh, it's we're just gonna do um Harold type stuff. So if you're in improv, which wrestling, I don't know if you, anybody out there who's listening to this is in improv, come check it out. Yeah, and break suggestions. What, what day is that? It is December seventeenth. Thank you. Just figure it the fuck out, guys. <laughs> just look. Turn your radios up. <laughs> Turn your radios up. You'll hear it. Yeah. <laughs> For me, make sure you come out to Northeast Wrestling December 1st and December 9th. Um, also, too, I'll be opening up for JJ Jimmy Walker December 2nd. Make sure you check that out. That's that's all over my social media. But uh, also, too, we got to we got to mention uh, Adam Bockler. Since hey. uh, Bach, we appreciate you writing review on iTunes. I believe this is like the well. We are recorded next week's episode, which is uh, a family affair with me, ACPW. Uh, there's a little surprise uh, that's in with that episode, so make sure you check that out. The way you can watch that show is uh, on my YouTube page at Man Scout Manning on YouTube. Also, too, it's available on the High Spots Wrestling Network, highspotswrestlingnetwork.com. But uh, also, Adam Bockler will be mentioned on that episode as well, because we've already got that in the can. Nobody else to come up with a review, so... The next shot for you to get mentioned will probably be around Christmas time. So, so make sure you get those reviews in. I know there's been some issues, like someone's like, "Oh, well, let me write a review." Uh, maybe Apple Tunes, I, iTunes is fucking us over. Apple Tunes, um, Apple Tunes, Apple Tunes, Apple Tunes, guys. <laughs> Listen, I, I've had hard. I was trying to think of the word Stitcher because what I wanted to say. 
But I wanted to say if iTunes is fucking you over, go to Stitcher and write some reviews there. We need some help over there as well. I I will <laughs> I will mention you regardless. I check both of them before we record to see if any more reviews are posted. But those reviews really help us out to get eyeballs on this program, which we desperately fucking need. Uh, and, Even though this is an audio show, so we really just need earballs. <laughs> yeah, you. I, I'll take, but I'll take any eyeballs. I'll take like I'll take any balls, well, I'll, especially death. If you're dead, I'll, I'll take glassy, foggy Jake and Snake Roberts eyeballs on this podcast. I'll take them all. Just put all your balls on this podcast, guys. Guys, give us and girls. Balls. And and if you just listen, seventeen girls, you can have balls if you want them. And listen, if you just want to, if you just want to tweet, tweet at me and say, "Hey, I listen to the podcast," please do because I feel yeah. like all the time nobody listens. Yeah. And you can do that by tweeting me at Man Scout Manning. Or email me at jake at sslshow.com. Make sure you log on to howtothisgetbook.com. We have How to This Get Book t-shirts as well as my own personal merch. Like I said, write a review, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, um, and wherever podcasts are available. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube at youtube.com backslash Manscaped Manning and also SoundCloud as well. This has been another edition of How Did This Get Booked. Woo! Turn your radio up. <laughs>